You are listening to Announce, Season 3, Episode 7, Tractor Ballet. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. It was late August in the summer of 1978 in the desert southwest of the United States. I was lucky I lived through it. Late August was a time when the alfalfa was coming in for its last cuttings before the end of the growing season. And hauling and stacking hay for the winter was a great opportunity for a young person to make a few bucks the hard way. The hay would be cut, raked into lines in the fields, and dried by the sun for a few days. Then the dried vegetation was compressed into bales as feed for the farm animals. The dimensions varied, but generally the bale was rectangular, about three and a half feet long, 12 inches tall, and about 18 inches wide, and held tightly together by wire or thin twine rope. Their weight? Well, that varied too. Every farmer has his own idea. Unfortunately, most of the time I hired myself out to farmers who like to pack them tight and heavy, 100 to 120 pounds each. Efficiency, compacted more to take up less space in the barnyard. And when you're talking thousands of bales, space mattered more than weight. My good friend Alan and I hired ourselves out to a local farmer. It was not bad when there were three of us. We trade off driving the open-top tractor slowly through the field, pulling the big wagon, while the other two would pick up bales scattered about the field and throw them up on the trailer and stack them for transport to the barnyard. Then they'd be offloaded and restacked for storage. Depending on the size of the tractor and the space on the trailer, we'd get a ton or two of hay on each trailer. That day, there were just two of us, so the work went a little slower. But we were young, strapping guys with plenty of energy, and the faster we could move the hay, the better we got paid. We were ready to work, sweat, wear out our gloves, rip holes in our jeans, just to get it done and make the money. Towards the end of the day, the farmer came and asked if Al and I would stack up the last two trailer loads a little higher, and then pull them to a remote storage area for offloading. We agreed. The second barnyard was about three miles away, so after we had the two trailers sufficiently loaded, we hitched another tractor to the second trailer, and away we went. After traveling two to three miles per hour all day, bouncing along a dirt track to the barnyard at 15 miles per hour, it felt like we were flying. It was anything but a smooth ride, but the breeze in your face was cool and refreshing. Now, if you've driven a tractor before, you know how the controls are a bit different than on a standard car or truck. The throttle is a small lever near the steering wheel. Transmission? Forget automatic shifting. With those two loud old beasts... Well, you had to be able to sort out the multiple PTO brake pedals and clutch pedals on the floor to manually shift the gears. Not usually the smoothest operation even when you knew what you were doing. But, man, it was fun. I was in front as we approached the barnyard. We had to navigate up a pretty steep slope and then back down the other side to get where we wanted to go. Speed was no longer a luxury we could enjoy. Slow, steady and even would keep the load on the trailer. I came to a complete stop, checked around me, turned off the well-worn track to the right, and slowly crept straight up the hill along a path that appeared to be more of a suggestion than a well-marked road. The load was heavier than normal, as we had stacked the hay a few rows higher on the trailer, 
so the tractor wheels slipped and jumped a little, dragging the heavy load up the hill. A bit tense, but once again at the top of the hill, I stopped. Dang, this is really steep, I thought to myself, as I inched forward down the other side of the hill. The weight of the load behind me began pushing ever harder as it crested over the top of the hill and followed me down the other side. I moved my right foot to simultaneously compress the brake pedals that would engage both the right and left rear wheels. There were no brakes on the front. And either I misplaced my foot, or one of the bumps and ruts in the little track I was following shifted my foot over, but I completely missed the left brake and fully locked up the right rear brake. That's when it got interesting. The weight of the trailer pushing down the steep hill into the tractor, and the tractor with its right wheel locked up, caused the tractor to violently twist into a 180-degree pirouette with the front wheels off the ground. And about halfway through the pirouette, I found myself flying through the air. Don't know for how long, but then I was off the tractor and on the ground directly in the path of the descending trailer and the now backwards-facing tractor. I lay there on my back with the wind knocked out of me as the trailer continued to roll forward and the tractor bucked and jumped in a way that made me sure I was about to be crushed by the tractor as it began to flip over, its front wheels in the air like a bucking stallion, to land on top of me. Then, as if God put his thumb down on the nose of the tractor, the front wheels went down, and the back wheels gained a little traction, and the tractor began to head back up the hill we'd just come down, while the trailer slowed down even further. I was able to jump to my feet, get back on the tractor and shut the whole thing down just before the tractor pulled through the trailer's tongue and hitch and ran over its own load. I was flying, then full of fear, and now silence, relief, and that gentle, cool, late August breeze. I stood there on the tractor with my hands in a death grip on the steering wheel, wondering if I had really experienced what had just happened. As best I could tell, I was still alive. If you ever needed proof that angels protect children and fools, there you go. So here's the ounce. I expect I'm not the only one who's had a brush or two with death. Most have survived a few of them, even if they aren't aware of it. The outcome of this little adventure could have been very different. Instead of a tragic story for my family, I got a good one for myself. By the way, I, I don't think I ever told my mom about this, so I expect a phone call and a scolding. <laughs> the thing is, you never know as you move from day to day, hour to hour, second to second, when it's going to end here in this life for yourself or someone you love. No joke. There are millions of ways it can happen, and at some point, it will happen to every single one of us. No one is exempt. No one knows when. Are you ready? Are you leaving something undone, avoiding something? Have you said the words you should have said to the ones you love? Are you present when and where you should be? Have you even made a bucket list? The time to make that list and start checking it off is now, because it's time. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Our next episode is a thought-provoking story about an ancient king with no heir and how one travels the road in the best way. That story will make much more sense when you join us next week. 
Don't miss it. Subscribe to Announce at your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing Announce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, Jim, that was a good story. I can actually relate to that. What do you What do you mean? Well, every time you do that big grandpa sneeze, I swear it's going to scare me to death. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry. You answer it. Hey, Jim, it's your mom. <laughs> Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.